Another clean sheet as the Addicts win for the fifth time in a row and Johnny Williams finally breaks his Charlton Duck too. Another enjoyable trip to Fratton Park. Welcome to Charlton Live. So good evening and welcome to Charlton Live uh, on your Sunday evening. My name is uh, Louis Mendez. We'll be looking back at yesterday's fine win uh, down at Portsmouth as we extend our run without conceding a goal to over nine hours uh, of football. And uh, more importantly, I'm sure Tom will say, is Johnny Williams, uh, after 53 games, has finally got his first Addicts goal. So uh, let's bring in uh, the two that will be joining me on the pod this week, including uh, Mr. Tom Wallin. Tom, how the devil are you? Beaming, absolutely beaming. Yeah, buzzing for the lad. I can only imagine the absolute carnage in your household when uh, when Johnny popped up <laughs> at the far post yesterday. Honestly, scenes. Yeah, living room's put back together now, though. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a fine, fine moment, and I'm sure the uh, the smile on Johnny's big bald face was uh, only as wide as the one on Tom Wallins. And also, uh, uh, Mr. Terry Smith was there yesterday. Terry, how are you? How did you enjoy it? Oh, very good. Well, of course he enjoyed it. I, I suspect not nearly as much as Tom did, especially when we went 1-0 <laughs> up. But uh, I think uh, I think the whole Charlton, Charlton world, uh, you know, I'd, gave, I'd give it about 10 seconds after Johnny scored and then minds were turned to Tom Wallin's front room. <laughs> yeah, it's like a scene from Hiroshima after after that goal went in. But anyway, so on tonight's pod, uh, we'll be hearing the highlights of that fine victory down at Fratton Park shortly. We've also got the reaction of uh, Lee Bayer and, of course, that man, Johnny Williams, after his first Addicts goal. We've got your tweets and emails to come to. And, of course, we'll look ahead to Saturday, to Tuesday's home game uh, with Fleetwood Town as well. So um, normally at this point, uh, we'd bring in either Tom or Terry to do a, a brief overview of the game. But, Tom, I think in this case... You you can have a free role just to talk as much as you like about Johnny Williams for a while. 
when you say free roll, that could be the whole show. But uh, yeah, I think, well, first of all, you go back to, to when I interviewed him right at the start of lockdown. And I think we hadn't come back and started playing football again yet. And I remember saying to him that probably the one advantage of the fact that there will be football during lockdown is that if he scores, there won't be a pitch invasion. Because I guarantee if there were fans there, if I'd have been there yesterday, I'd have been on that pitch and I'd be looking at a long band from uh, from Fratton Park. <laughs> I said as much to Johnny uh, when we spoke to him after, actually. I said there, I said there would have been a pitch invasion. hundred yeah. percent. Because, look, I'm probably as excited, if not the most excited Charlton fan when that goal goes in. But there are a lot of people who've been waiting for that moment because he's someone that everybody has, has fallen in love with at the club. Um, and, yeah, he'd gone off the boil a little bit at the start of this season and, and post-lockdown. I think we all admitted that. Boya said it himself. But... You go back to the game he scored uh, the goal against, oh, sorry, for Wales a few weeks ago, and he played in that false nine position. And what was different from him there was he was in the box. And you watch any of our games previously, and the ball will get into that final third, and he will drop back, almost waiting for it on the edge of the the D, as if it's going to come out and he's going to, you know, pull skulls it in from thirty yards. And that would be fine if he was, you know, like Dale Stevens and did that every now and again. But the truth is, he doesn't. And so Boyer has said to him, get in there, get around the six-yard box because that's where you're going to get your goals. It's exactly the same as he said to Jake a few years ago and obviously he went on a good little run. And he just hasn't been doing it and Boyer's called him out for it and rightly so. And he got his goal against Wales and he came back. And I have to say against Northampton, he looked a different player. He worked his ass off. It was obviously horrible conditions. We said it on last week's show, not the sort of game for him, but he put in a really good display. And then at the start of the game yesterday, you could see him getting around the box for the first time, I think, in a Charlton shirt. And I think that's where the excitement for the goal comes because it's not like we've seen him have shots on target, have opportunities and just been unlucky or put them over or had them saved. He hasn't really had a chance to score, I wouldn't say. Not a decent opportunity in a Charlton shirt. And so just seeing him get around the box yesterday in that first 15, 20 minutes, I was like, it, it could be on here, you know, the way he's looking. He's looking hungry. And that cross comes in and all I remember seeing was this little flash of bald head and I was like, it's not, it's not. Thinking, it, uh, my mind's going at 100 miles an hour and I'm like, how many ball players have we got? It's got to be him. And that ball <laughs> then, go on. It's, pro- it's probably more likely that one of our players would have gone bald in the time we were waiting for Johnny <laughs> to score and then popped up. But there exactly. You go. <laughs> and then the ball, the ball when it, he's only about a yard out, but the ball's going so high, I'm like, it's not going over, it's not going over. And you see the ball, him, two of the Pompey players, Everything goes into the net. I'm surprised I wasn't in the net, to be honest. And that was it. I was off my sofa. I was just absolutely delighted. And you saw the smile again. I mean, the smile when he when he scored that goal for Wales was infectious. But to just get his goal, you know, and I know it's taken a while. And in my honest opinion, you know, if I am going to be, then he needs to show more of that. But I said when we did our preview show at the start of this season that he should, on a good day, he should clean up in this league. He should be looking at double figures. And he should be a key part player for us if he stays fit because he's far too good to be League One level. He just hasn't shown it for us enough. But, you know, Northampton, he's shown the dirty side of the game. And then yesterday, he showed that he could be an attacking threat and he needs now to kick on from that um, because he's got people like uh, Madison breathing down his neck now. And Johnny Williams needs to put himself in a position where he says to Boya, you can't drop me because I'm scoring goals, I'm setting goals up, I'm an asset for you. And yeah, it was just... I mean, obviously, we went on to win the game. We've kept clean sheets, all that stuff that doesn't really matter. But that goal was just the moment for me. That was what I've been waiting for. 
Yeah, yeah I, lo- I love how a- a- an absolutely massive win down at Portsmouth for just secondary to uh, to to Johnny getting his first goal. But tell, I mean, obviously you, you were there. Um, you know, we- I think we- we've talked about the goal for- from Johnny there, but the performance itself it, it was it-, it was a strong one. You know, nine hours now without conceding, considering the things that did go wrong during the game, you know, or, or before the game, like Ryan Innes and, and Ben Watson being suspended, Akin Fainwo picking up an injury, meaning that we went into the last 15 minutes without a centre-half at all. But, you know, to, to defend as well as we did, and only really, I think, Portsmouth had that, that one big chance in, in the first few minutes. Other than that, we didn't give away chances, and we're not giving away chances at the moment. And it's really setting us up on, on a good base to go and win games with the quality that we've shown in flashes uh, at the other end of the pitch. No, it was a, a huge result, a huge performance, and, and I think it, it made a statement as well. And if I could just just briefly go back to, to Johnny Williams and, and that goal, I think um, Tom's absolutely right. He didn't uh, uh, didn't get into the box or hasn't been getting into the box enough, but I, I'd like to think that um, it's not entirely all his fault because you know we haven't, uh, up to now at least, had uh, natural left and right-sided players to get the balls into that box. And I think yesterday showed that when we, we do deliver to the, the ball in the box um, in the right places from, from the right sides and people with the right feet on the right sides, um, you know, we can score goals. And, and that uh, the cross from Forster Kasky into Martzen, whose who's touch back into the six-yard box was sublime. And, uh, and Johnny expected it to be there. And uh, I think if he expects that delivery to come in more often, then he should, uh, I think, he'll have the confidence to get in there more often. But you know, back to the to the to the general result itself. Uh, it was you know it was outstanding. You mentioned you know we played the last I don't know how many minutes with uh, without um, without Famwo. Um, bearing in mind, in midweek we played uh, half an hour or so without um, Ryan Innes as well because he got sent off. So you know, on two occasions now we've uh, we've potentially gone up against uh, a side with with limited numbers. Uh, and on both occasions, managed to sit, not just see it out, but uh, score added goals as well. It, uh, just a superb performance, and you can just see the spirit and desire in the side, and it uh, it bodes well for the future because you know that you know when we've got a full squad out, full fit squad available, then you know you'd you'd like to think there'll be few to touch us if we carry on like this because we're doing it now with with what six seven players out now. Yeah, it just shows how well we have done in this uh, this last few weeks, considering there are still bodies missing and bodies to come back in. But anyway, let's have a listen to the highlights of the game then over on Valley Pass yesterday. Your commentators were uh, Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. Back to Curtis. That's a good block by Femo and almost ricocheted into. Uh, Harness, who's uh, managed to pick the pocket of Martson. And Amos, as they just got a little confused, and the ball back to Curtis, who slams it over the bar and pulls us left the first chance of the afternoon. They probably should have scored from clear by Johnson. It's good header by Martson to stop Williams getting there, but it will be a Portsmouth throw as we've had 18 and a half minutes here at Fratton Park, still nil-nil. Thrown to Williams, Prattley pursues it. Oh, that's a dangerous one. I don't think he touched him, but his studs were up. And Portsmouth players are trying to influence the referee here. I don't think there was any real contact, and again, people will tell us otherwise, but he definitely went in with his studs up, and this is a risky one. This could go either way, you know. And wait and see what the referee does here, because I don't think this is a good challenge. No, I, I don't think either. he touches him, but it's the, it's the intent, yeah, isn't it? studs were up. He's a disgusting limp here with the referee. In that case, I think uh, he might get away with the booking here because uh, I think he wouldn't be bothered talking to him if he was going to brandish the red card, or you wouldn't have thought so at least. He's not even getting a card. I'll tell you what. 
Well, that's got to be one of the stranger decisions I've ever seen. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, well, there we go. I mean, that's a let off, that that's, is. That's, that's, that's very uh, strange. Gunter and the ball forward. Cool. Lovely short ball to Force Kaski. He's got Matthews to his right. Instead, cuts inside. He's got Martson at the back post. And that's who he's going to look for. Chip ball to Pendleton. Martson gets there. He does ball across. Goal. Williams! Johnny Williams! Johnny Williams scores his first shot on goal! It's a brilliant well-worked move from Charles Foskowski. <laughs> the ball to the far post of Martin, who did it extremely well to get on the end of it. Ball across goal, and there's Williams to score. A man who's in goal-scoring form at the moment. One for Wales last month. His first for Charlton this month. And what a moment. Oh, the Welshman's on fire. <laughs> and what a move as well. I mean, uh, you've got to give credit to Forster Kasky. The, the easy ball would have been to give it to Matthews to his right-hand side, who was, who was making some progress and at speed beyond him, but uh, just uh, chose not to. And you think, has that moment gone? But he spotted Martin on this opposite side of the penalty area. Great ball and invited Martin to actually attack the ball towards the touchline. He did that, got to the ball, lovely ball back across from Martin. And, you know, the control and touch to get that ball back across the six yard box and Johnny Williams followed it in and buried his first goal for the club and uh, I think uh, you, you won't be wiping that smile off his face for a while. Uh, I think everyone at the club is delighted for Williams, a popular figure here's Johnny indeed might fall to Washington, the ricochet comes to force Kasky under pressure, it's a lovely oh. ball to the right hand side to Pogo on the pounds here Omar Pogo will get there first but the ball's just skidded off the turf somewhat but he's holding up the ball for Charlton, oh he's oh, turned oh, the man oh, in the penalty and he's gone oh, down, on. no oh, penalty oh, given oh, oh, oh. Bogle with a lovely what. piece of skill through the legs of Raggett. Well, I mean, you'd have to see it again. I mean, he, might, he may well have been playing for it, but uh, I'm wondering if uh, the, the referee's was... trying to even things up there. But, uh, uh, maybe the skill it... was ridiculous from Omar yeah. Bogle. Down the line to Cannon. Yeah. He looks for the cross, and there is the half-time whistle as Charlton go into the break of a one-goal lead, courtesy of that man, Johnny Williams. His first Charlton goal. A little bit in the touch from Cannon is heavy, but it, he manages to get away with it. Finds Williams. A good block initially. Harrison, and then I think Marcus got in the way of his own man. Lovely clearance from Smith. Can Anike got in the end of it? Yes, he can. He's into the penalty area. Will he take the shot? He does. And oh. down to his right-hand side. McGilvery makes the save. That's a chance Charlton have been craving. Curtis does so. And Curtis out to the opposite side to Williams. Williams with a shot. Takes a deflection. And away for the corner on this near side. Yeah, Parenton needs to get tighter. It was too far across and allowed Williams the space. He did well in the end to get back and at least block the shot a little bit. Ball upfield to Washington. Little touch ahead of him. He's taking it in his stride. Good ball out here on the right-hand side to Smith. Smith. Ball into the box. Foot. And he can out first. Oh, what a header. Superb goal by Charlton. Brilliantly worked on this right-hand side. Smith with the cross. And Aniko's on hand to bury his header. Well, that's great football from Charlton. The first time, you have to say, in the last 20 minutes or so, that the midfield have managed to get hold of the ball. But it's good football. Force Kasky, lovely ball inside to Washington. Cuts inside. Releases Smith on the right-hand side. It's a brilliant cross from Smith. I'm screaming at Smith. Get him. Get at him. Get, take him on. But he decides to get over his feet. Chip ball towards the far post. And Anike with a brilliant, brilliant run and head on his man, gets ahead of his man, heads down and heads into the net and Charlton make it. He wins the header, gets up to Anike who draws the foul from Nicolaisen and that should be it and it is the final whistle here at Fratton Park. Charlton, yet another clean sheet, yet another victory on the run. Five in a row now in terms of victory, six in a row in terms of clean sheets and uh, you just get the feeling that uh, it's going to take something special for Charlton to concede a goal. There we go then, that's the value pass highlights of yesterday's game. A very satisfying 2-0 win 
down at Pompey. Our record down there is absolutely ridiculous. I think we've won like eight of the last nine trips to Fratton Park. It's it's a really, I mean, clearly it's a place where magical things happen. You know, Charlton always win. Nick, Nick, uh, Nicky Jose can score goals, and now even Johnny Williams can score goals. It's it's a place that seems to bring uh, the the very best out in us, and, and it did yesterday in terms of an overall performance, Terry. Um, I think we got away with one perhaps in, in the early stages where there was a bit of a miscommunication between Ian Martson and Ben Amos and then uh, Harness nipped in, got it back to Curtis who lift over the bar. But other than that, again, we defended so well um, and, and it's been that performance that we've seen over the last few weeks, you know, rugged, hard to break down and flashes of quality at the other end. And, you know, b- both of yesterday's goals, I think, I, I think show that. Absolutely that. Yes, I agree 100%. And uh, there was, um, you know, the RTV commentator, Ian Dark, was in front of us. He must be a Portsmouth fan, I'm guessing, because uh, he wasn't there working. He was just there watching. And uh, and he after we scored the second goal, he uh, I think he turned to, to our direction. I mean, I'm assuming he, he knew we were on air, but <laughs> he turned into our direction and just said, you know, you can score and you never look like conceding, ever. Uh, and and it, you know, we're in that sort of indestructible um zone where you just you just can't see us letting in a goal and and people, again players throwing their bodies on the, you know in front of the ball i mean having said that i think Portsmouth had about um, i don't i can't remember the stat exactly 13 or 15 shots and only one on target the whole time and yes mm. you know Curtis should have should, Curtis should have got that goal in the first few minutes and maybe it'd have been a different game but um we just we just defend resolutely and it's not just you know the back five it's from the front i mean the shift that uh, every player puts in to try and stop the supply line is is huge yeah, and uh, I mean, obviously, we've already talked about it, Tom, and, and we, we've spoken about Johnny Williams' contribution uh, to that first goal. But the move itself was, was was a fine one, and it did put it on a plate. You know, and it's uh, Jake Forstakowski who's hopefully sort of playing his way back into form a bit, like Johnny. Now, last couple of games, he, he's looked quite good, and his probing ball. But Ian Martin still had quite a lot to do when I saw him. You know, chasing down that that long ball in in real time, I didn't think he was going to get there, but he did so well just to get it back across the face of goal. And and as we've already said, Johnny was uh, you know there there where you need to be as a midfielder arriving late into the six yard box. Happy to talk about it again. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was and and Terry said it there about what what Ian Dart said about us not looking like we're going to concede. I think for me, that's the that's kind of what I see from Charlton. I, I still don't see us necessarily scoring every game and I don't see us getting a whole lot of chances but we just don't look ever like we're going to concede and I said to you just before we came on air I thought for the first 15-20 minutes maybe even a little bit more Portsmouth probably shaded possession definitely a lot of the game was being played in Charlton's half but Amos didn't really have anything to do Marcus was kept very quiet and this is without our first choice back four and um yeah, that's where you build from. Uh, and that breeds confidence throughout the, the attackers because they know they only need to take one or two chances and that's going to win us the game. And you're right, when we did then get possession, we did try and look to break. And and I thought a lot of the midfield actually went through for Stokaski. I thought he had a good game, as you say, playing himself back into form. And Martson, at very early days, obviously, I'm not going to call him out as the next Jada Silva just yet. But his attacking ability on the ball and, and those deliveries that he's able to get in, that's not the first time we've seen him do it. And it was another fantastic ball in. Um, and yeah, as you say, obviously, Johnny on the end of it uh, to, to smash it home from from about a yard out. But it was a really nice team move. And it was one of those that if you're a Portsmouth fan, you're thinking, OK, we haven't created a lot, but we've probably shaded this game so far. 
and yet we've come up against a Charlton side that haven't conceded ever and, and now they've got themselves ahead and how are we going to get ourselves back in this game? Because we haven't looked like doing it at nil-nil and if Charlton don't concede, then this is going to be very difficult from, from that point on. And as soon as we scored, it was then a kind of collective effort from us about, right, when do we start to sit back? But I thought the lads just, it was another brilliant performance. And, and again, I wouldn't say we were free-flowing. I wouldn't say we were spectacular to watch. It was just another very clinical job done to get out of a very difficult league. That's what we're going to have to do week in, week out. And yeah, it was just a very impressive performance overall. Yeah, that's the thing that I find almost surprising so much is how clinical we are. And uh, I was chatting with a couple of colleagues after the game yesterday and, and one of them said, you know, Charlton looking like, you know, a side that has come down from from a higher league because they are so clinical, whereas the Portsmouth team may have created chances and, well, half chances at best and didn't look like taking them. And, uh, you know, I just said, well, it's quite frustrating because when we were in that higher league, we never actually looked like uh, taking those chances ourselves. But um, obviously, uh, the, the, the game flowed in that second half, Terry, and, and probably Portsmouth did come out again quite strong. But again, we, we just we just kept them at arm's length. I don't think we really we really were too troubled. And then obviously, you know, the, the two subs that have come on combined for that that second goal just eight minutes from time. And another Chooks and EK header. It's a superb cross from uh, Paul Smith and and nice nice work from Washington in, in the build up as well. But again, it, it's just it's just that quality that we've got on the counter attack at the moment that is helping us um put 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 the game to bed. Yeah, I agree. And again, it um, uh, it was something that was mentioned this time by the, the Portsmouth um, media uh, people behind us uh, before the game kicked off. They were talking about Charlton, and they said uh, they said they fancy this good side. He said, "How good must they be when the likes of Williams and Madison and and EK can't even make the first team? You know, and they're only on the bench." And that they were talking about the game against Oxford that we won two 0 So I think teams are looking at us generally by the by the sounds of it. And looking at our, uh, our certainly our first uh, first team squad, and thinking, wow, that's strong. And they're right, you know. I mean, you look at you look at yesterday's, and I guess aside from James Vennings, who's still a good player, but you'd say it would be on the fringe and probably not in the first team squad had had we everybody had everybody available. Uh, and you look at what we can bring on in the likes of Paul Smith and and Chuck Sanike and Ben Purrington, and you think, uh, yeah, that's got you know, you wouldn't necessarily you know we're not swimming in depth, but it's not bad. And uh, you know, we again we lost. Um, we didn't have Innis to start with, and looks like we've lost, probably lost Fanwo for a couple. Um, hopefully, that's all. And uh, and Chris Gunter steps into the centre half positions like he's been there all his life. He was he was outstanding, and uh, as every player was, to be fair. So, yeah, it's you know you, you you're trying to stop getting carried away. I think as a fan, and, and I certainly am. I'm just trying to stop thinking, my word, we are really that good, and I'm I'm just yeah. trying to rein it in a bit. Yeah, I agree, Terry. We are going to win the league by ten points. Um, you, uh, Terry, Terry mentioned Gunter there, uh, Gunts as they call him, which is uh, you got to be very careful. You've uh, you've not got a slip of the tongue there, Tom. Um, but he was uh, he was very good in in defence yesterday, and it was a, a makeshift a makeshift lineup at the back, Tom. You know, with, with Ryan Innes out. Um, we were wondering if it was going to be free at the back. In fact, I, there was actually a bit of mind games yesterday. I think. Charlton wanted Portsmouth to think it was going to be a three at the back, but uh, realistically, they knew they were always going to be playing the diamond, and uh, that, that's where we went. So a back back four yesterday of uh, of Prattley and the diamonds that left uh, Chris Gunter at centre half with, uh, with with Fainwell, Adam Matthews of course back in the side on the right hand side, so and, and Martin at the left. So you know a, a makeshift back four, Tom, but. I mean, Bay is full of praise for, for Chris Gunter, as we'll hear in, in a few moments' time. And, and you can see why, because it was a very assured performance yesterday. 
Definitely, yeah. I, I don't know if he's played there before, but as you say, full of experience. And when that line out uh, came out, I, I said it to, to you and Nath on, on WhatsApp that that was kind of what I expected with that diamond because you've got the experience on one side of, of Gunter and Matthews and then you've got the, the inexperience, but certainly have started the season well in Famwo and, and Matson. And then Pratters can obviously just drop in there if he needs to and if we're under a lot of pressure. But for me, that that freed up Shinny and Jake to to try and get further forward and, and create a little bit more. And by them doing that, that then allowed Johnny to kind of push even further up and get in amongst it with, with Connor and Omar. So I thought that the, the formation worked really well. Um, Pratters did what he did at the base. And, and yeah, Gunter just slipped in there like he, he'd always been a centre-back. And you're right. And, and I think Terry said it a little bit earlier as well. Like, you it's easy to forget how many injuries we've got at the back. And I think one of, of him or Greg said it on commentary as well, that when you think about what we're having to deal with at the moment, with all those injuries, it sounds a bit stupid to say what we're dealing with because we've won as many as we have. We've kept as many clean sheets as we have. We're on this great run where, well, I think if we win our game in hand, we'd go joint top of the table, but we are dealing with a lot of injuries. You know, Jason Pierce, who's our leader, our captain, the most experienced defender certainly in terms of his charting career it hasn't been here since the start of the season and despite that we, we've still managed to get the results we have so I, I think it, it's so important that we continue to build on that I mean Amos again didn't have much to do yesterday but the way he has started this season Matthews just come straight back in at right back and just playing like he's never been away remember Josh Cullen coming back uh start of last season and playing that home game against Stoke and it looked like he'd never been away. I think he got man of the match that game. It was the same for for Matthews yesterday, I thought. Just so comfortable at right back. And yeah, it's just very, very impressive stuff. And and already Bowyer is gelling these players into a side that are just going to be tough to beat. And I'm sure we're going to have tough patches this season. Um, but at the moment, we're just riding on a wave of confidence. And, and as I said in a bit earlier on when I talked about us, we just don't look like we're ever going to concede. And, and if you're not going to concede, you're at best, uh, sorry, at worst, you're getting a point out of most games. So it's just a great position to be in. Mm, yeah, a couple of contentious moments yesterday, Terry. Uh, one of which I guess doesn't matter too much now, of course, the penalty shout on Omar Bogle. But looking back at it, I thought it, I, I thought it looked like a penalty. So I have your views on that in a sec. But um, Darren Prattley, is he... Uh, was he lucky not not to get a yellow card or, or a red card for that challenge on the halfway line? I cannot believe he didn't get booked at the very least for that one. Well, you know how biased I am, generally speaking, and uh, everybody does. <laughs> and uh, and I, I, when it happened, I was trying to uh, my hardest to try and put my chart and bias head on and think, no, 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 there's no way that was already missed him. Is it? Uh, it was. Um, just uh, just a slight slight mistimed and no, no problem, just move on. But the reality is completely different. We said it at the time. I mean, he went in studs up. I don't know how much contact there was um, with uh, with the Portsmouth player. I think it was um, Johnson on the right side. But uh, he went in studs up and uh, it was a dangerous tackle. And the very least, it should have been yellow. The least. I mean, if and if there was any contact... Then you'd you know you'd expect a red all day long, and it didn't happen. Yeah. And yeah, I think we massively got away with that. And I, yeah. I actually think you've got to give some credit to Johnson, because um, I think most other players would have been rolling around with their arm flapping on the floor, desperately um, trying to make the ref think they've just uh, just broke their leg. 
in in a in an effort to get Prattley sent off, and and that didn't happen. So I think he, you know Johnson did Prattley a massive favour by getting up, and, uh, and maybe the ref saw that there was minimal contact, if any, and and maybe that clouded his judgment. But my word, I think we got away with that big time. Yeah, we're just lucky it wasn't a few inches closer to the touchline because if he'd hit that stand, I think that was coming down as well. But um, what about <laughs> yeah, the Omar, we, Omar we were, Bogle we, one? We were on the pitch. Yeah, the Omar Bogle um, one tell. Do you reckon? Do you reckon that's a penalty shortly after we'd taken the lead? I mean, in for a first glance, yes, but I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the replay of that actually. I mean, from yeah. bearing in mind we're we're quite a distance away, so I didn't ha- actually see it close up. But again, it's one of those ones where, you know, the referee, he, you saw um, the, the actual touch to, to take it. I think it went in between the player's legs to, to to actually turn the player and and get the ball the other side of him was superb, and he impeded him at the very least. How much, how much of uh, uh, you know there was the, the falling down of Bogle. Um, was needed and maybe that again swayed the referee's decision. I don't know because, as I say, I haven't seen it again. But on first glance, I thought it was a pen, of course. Uh, but I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it back, so it's probably uh, it's probably unfair to, for me to comment. But mm. you know, uh, I think the referee. I don't think the referee was that bad yesterday. But there were some real strange ones, real strange decisions for both sides. Uh, that, uh, that you know, some fouls he let let go, other fouls he penalised. Um, there was one particular one where we had a, a clear advantage, and I think it was an eco's throw on goal. And you pulled it back, and you just think, and, oh, and then he didn't book the yeah. play, and you think, well, if 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 you're gonna if you're gonna pull a, a pull it back when we've got the ball, then you got to book the play, and he didn't. So there was, yeah, it was just a little bit strange. Yeah, I can remember that one with uh, with, with with the ball being played through and it getting called back. That was very frustrating. But anyway, uh, let's hear what Lee Bayer said. I think after uh, yesterday's win, then so he came down to speak to myself and Terry after the victory at Fratton Park. And the addicts boss was very pleased as his side continued their fine run of form. Yeah, I think um, a good, gritty, uh, professional away performance again. Um, so yeah, clean sheet with with people that are obviously out at the moment as well. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased with that. That's, I'd say that's probably our best three points we've got this season because not many teams are going to come here and and, and win two 0 yeah, I guess to uh, test yourself against the side like Portsmouth and to come out on top and, and reasonably comfortably in the end as well must be one of the most pleasing things about this afternoon. Yeah, we had to defend our box. Um, they put a lot of balls into the box. That's that's what they do. They get the ball wide and and, and they uh, and they test you. And um, I've got to say, Chris Gunter was absolutely outstanding at centre half um, today. So just to slide in there, it was like he's played there all his life, but. But yeah, um, I'm really pleased with the players. You have to put in a real shift when you come here, and you have to compete. Like you have to compete for second balls, and and I thought we'd done that well. The disappointing thing was I didn't think we kept the ball very well ourselves. Um, it's not like us, and I like to give the ball away so cheaply. And we was getting into some great areas, and you think, go on, and now just take care of that pass, and we didn't. Um, we, we invited pressure on ourselves at times for silly throw-ons and. But most important thing, we've got the three points and, and then we move on. It's been a long time coming, but I can't imagine there's many more popular goal scorers than Johnny Williams. Everyone was delighted to see him get off the mark today. Yeah, I said um, I said yesterday we done walk through some shape and, and I said Johnny Williams will score his first goal for us tomorrow and everyone started clapping and cheering and, <laughs> and he did. I just had a feeling he would score today. We played him in the 10 like first half. We played Diamond and put him into the 10 and I knew he'd cause problems once we get it into our front men 
uh, and, and getting behind him, then I knew that he would be arriving in the box unmarked. And so uh, I'm, I'm really pleased for Johnny. It's been a while. Hopefully, it ain't that long again. And as we're saying, it feels at the moment that Charlton are never going to concede again. Up to over nine hours now, and, and with a, a makeshift defence today, of course, with Brian Innes out, and then and then Akin having to go off in the second half. Yeah, um, Adam Matthews is, is really rusty, uh, um, and then he had to just slide in today and. So, yeah, we had a makeshift, if you like, um, back four. But, again, it's, it's that, that fight and, and that will to win that, that gets you over the line at times. And um, and we have that. It looked like a hammy, possibly, for Akin as he was coming off. Could you, could you see or could you say? Yeah. Um, he, he played the other night and we, we thought he was like a bit neural like he, from his back. and But... Um, it looks like it's a Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. It's, it's tough. In an ideal world, we'd have had Piercy back and, and I'd have rotated him. But we didn't have that luxury. And unfortunately, he's just uh, just tweaked it there a little bit, I think. And no Marcus in the squad today. Has he picked up something in training, I understand? Yeah, he's done something to his ankle. Um, same as what he'd done last time. He, he was like a went to shoot, someone's come to block it and, and he's done the same injury. Um like the back of his ankle, I've had one of them, and they're, they're not they're not nice. Um, so yeah, he, he, he missed out today. It's, it's a superb run, and I guess sometimes you, you want games to come thick and fast. But with, with the the toll it's taken on your player's body, perhaps not. But you have to go again on Tuesday, and another tough tough test at the Valley. Yeah, yeah, Fleetwood are another good side, um, good strong physical side, and we're going to have to be we're going to have to be at it again every game in this division you have to be at it if you don't then you get found out and um, so yeah we've got to patch them up the best we can uh, and, and try and wrap them up and, and get them back out there on Tuesday Cheers the, You mentioned before the spirit and the determination of the squad is second to none and you're going to need that because you're going to have to reshuffle again for Tuesday aren't you? Yeah the, the good thing is you've got Ben Watson that can come back in who, who will be fresh uh, Ryan the same uh, so yeah I need to see how they're going on, on Monday, see how they are Sunday, Monday, and got to try and freshen it up if I can because like young Ian there was getting cramped, you know. Um, Jake put another big shift in, Shinny. Like the, the, these lads, it's, it's tough in the middle of the park. The way we play, it's, it's hard and it's hard work, but yeah, we'll we keep working and. After this one, though, next Tuesday, then I think that's it. We've got a bit of a break for a while. Yeah, so. Looking forward to that, I guess. Yeah, yeah, so, so we can patch them up the best we can and give them a bit of a rest because um, they've, they've put in some shift there. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. 
Sutherland trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers with a header. And it's Joey. Yes! Oh, it's yes! oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr. You absolute German beauty. Woo! Dream lads. Sean have scored. With seconds remaining. We've done it all. Get it. Come on. What a time to be here on Wembley. Live. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live uh, on your Sunday evening. That was Lee Bowyer speaking after yesterday's 2-0 win down at Fratton Park on the south coast. Uh, very, very pleasing uh, result once more. And oh, it, it, it's put us up to fifth in the table, Tom. As you said earlier, we're, we're only three points off the top and we do have a game in hand. Are you starting to reassess what you think can be achieved this year? Because I know, I know I certainly am. You know, I was very... Very much in the camp of if we don't get any injuries, I'm hoping we could, could be in, in with a shout for the playoffs. But now, as the, the longer this goes on, the longer I'm thinking we're a shoe in for the playoffs at the very least. Yeah, I, I think I've reassessed about three times already this season. Um, I think pre, pre-Thomas Sangard, I'd have been happy to survive in this league, I'll be honest. Um, I think when he came in and we made the signings, I knew we had a good squad there, but it was very much dependent on how long it took us to gel. So I would have said probably top 10. Um, and now the run we're on, then I'm thinking we should be going for those top two places. But I think if I'm being realistic, I appreciate that at some point, I assume this run is going to stop. Hopefully not. But um, we're definitely good enough to make the playoffs. Definitely. Um, you look at the sides we've played against. We've had tough opposition. You know, I think the only two we've lost are teams that have been up and around there as well. Um so, yeah, I, I'm hugely confident now. And like I say, it, it depends on injuries because the squad is still not massive. But I think there is enough potential in there. And you look at some of those players in there that we should certainly be in the top eight come the end of the season. And I think, realistically, we're good enough to make the playoffs. But, um, yeah, it, it's difficult, isn't it? Because, as I say, you know what Charlton have been like with injuries in the last few years. And this is an exceptionally good period. And it probably won't last, but uh, yeah, I think I think playoffs is more than achievable this season now. Mm, yeah, I mean, Tom mentioned injuries there, Terry. I'm just starting to sort of catch up with us a little bit. We saw Akin Fainwell, as we mentioned, uh, withdrawn about 15 minutes from the end yesterday. Uh, Marcus Madison suffered another one in training. So we heard Bowyer talking about those just then in the interview. Obviously, can't really say too much about Akin at this early stage with the, that sort of injury. It did certainly look like a a hamstring um is that that's always going to be the fear lingering at the back of your mind isn't it that anything that catches up with us like that could could put a real dent in what we can achieve this season i I guess you you know we're we're definitely in a better position than we were at the start of the season to withstand a few injuries but anything substantial and given the amount we're asking the players to play within a short amount of time this uh sort of uh shortened season it, it will mean that you pick up more injuries. That's just unfortunately how muscle fatigue works. Yeah, I actually think it's it's a double whammy. I think you combine the fact that it is a, a short season, so there will be games coming thick and fast in a two week in quite a number of weeks. But also the the high intensity that Lee Bowyer wants his side to play at is is just gonna is just gonna you know and the and the standard of players that we can we can attract one with the salary cap and two because of the the time it took us to to get out of the embargo 
is uh, you know the sort of type of players that um, uh, like Fanwo and Levitt and um, Martin, the young players who um, who aren't used to playing at that intensity for that length of a season. So um, you know, and and they're going to be susceptible to to um, strains and, and pulls and twists and all this sort of thing, regardless of um, impact injury. So you know, it's almost like a payoff. You know, we want we want the team to to be successful and win. Um, Lee Bowyer wants his team to play in a certain direction in a certain manner and I think both of those put together plus the, the nature of the season we're in because of the uh, pandemic it's just going to it's just going to create that situation more and more sadly now come January if we can add a few more bodies that may alleviate that you know may alleviate the situation to the point where we can we can be a little bit more comfortable but you know I think it's one of those things that as a fan and as a fan base we may have to get used to uh, in the short term at least yeah, it does uh, make things slightly uh, more difficult. Well, let's have a look at some of the tweets and emails that have come in. Then don't forget, if you want to contact us and uh, have your uh, views read out on a uh, future show, you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk uh, or you can tweet us at charltonlive uh, over on Twitter. Um, so let's have a look at the first one that came in. It came in from Craig. He said, once again, a steady back for performance. Even losing Akin Fainwo, we looked okay. Martson is a baller. Just hope we can keep uh, for him for the season. I'm worried that Madison is still picking up little setbacks. Uh, want to see him unleashed, as we all know uh, all about him. All in all, though, it was a very pleasing weekend on the South Coast, you Reds. Cheers for that, Craig. Certainly was. McSquared says, Hi, guys. After the Doncaster match six weeks ago, I wrote to say what a shambles we looked and how embarrassing the performance was. Now, I would like to redress the balance. In those six weeks, we've been transformed from a side of no hopers to a squad that looks very capable of achieving performance uh, promotion. Uh, we have been winning matches without playing well, which is a great sign. I know it's still early days, but I would even go as, say, uh, go as far to say as this appears to be the best squad uh, we've had since Chris Powell uh, took us back to the championship all those years ago. This is the one issue I have uh, with recording at home is I've currently got Solly the Cat trying to climb on the laptop while we while I read these emails out. Uh, Watson has defensive midfield qualities are somewhat reminiscent of Kinsella and the whole team uh, is looking full of confidence and energy. Furthermore, who'd have thought we wouldn't be missing Dylan Phillips? Amos looks like he's never been out the side. We now have a consistently good bench too. Bayer is right when he says there's still a lot more room for improvement but considering many of the squad are still getting used to playing together we are doing phenomenally well uh, yesterday's performance was the most impressive so far against one of the better sides in the division and even missing key figures uh, and using players out of position what's remarkable is only one player who started yesterday's match was in the side that lost to Leeds and that was Matthews who's only just re-signed although we couldn't get we shouldn't get carried away uh, there is definitely hope for the future yeah Tom we haven't really mentioned uh, the performance of Adam Matthews yesterday obviously sort of thrown in at the deep end a little bit having not had uh, a pre-season of any description but uh, Seems to do okay yesterday. Yeah, solid. Like we've kept our clean sheet run going, and I think that speaks for itself. Um, I think the the one maybe saving grace for him was a lot of the Portsmouth attacks were coming down their right hand side and our left. I think I don't know if they were trying to target Martin because he's younger or a bit shorter or what, but or maybe just because naturally that's where their attackers were. But even Roman Curtis, who sort of floated around the middle, tended to to push out to the, their right. So he didn't have an awful lot to do, but when balls came into the box or when the balls did go down their side, that side, he was there to to sort of get it away again. It's going to be very interesting to see. Obviously, now Chris Gunter is a, a tailor-made centre-back. It's going to be very interesting to see when centre-backs are fit again, exactly what our, our best back four are. And obviously, you want two good players in each position. And 
I'm sure at Gunter's kind of stage of his career, he maybe can't play week in, uh, sorry, Saturday, Tuesday every single week. So there's good that there's rotation there and you'd anticipate injuries. But I think we've got probably two of the best right backs in the league, you'd argue. Um, and I know it's not necessarily a position that's going to win you games at one end of the pitch, but it's certainly going to go some way to, to keeping clean sheets at the other end. Uh, and they can be just as important. So, yeah, I was very, very pleased with him. As I said a bit earlier, he just slotted right back in like he'd never been away. Um, no pun intended there. And, and I think, he, yeah, he's a, a great asset to have. So it's going to be interesting to see those two fight it out for that position, I think. Yeah, it looks great. Then that adds in a, another point. In recent years, we've been far too reliant on individual players such as Taylor, Lookman or uh, Carlin Ahern Grant. And now we don't have a standout player, which bodes very well for the future. The best is yet to come. And I'm sure Tom will argue that Johnny Williams is that man now uh, after he's... Uh, after he got on the on the score sheet uh, yesterday. Right, Bob Liskin, evening, guys. What a turnaround club and fans all together. Only one thing missing, and that's getting in to watch. No much, uh, not much chance of that after yesterday's announcement. Uh, really missed being uh, or not being at Pompey uh, yesterday. Mr. Sangard must think that only in a football club is easy. Uh, and then Bob says, as one famous departed comedian said many times, rock on Tommy. Yeah. Uh, uh, the catchphrase of uh, was it Tommy Ball who died this week, Terry? Unfortunately, but um, uh, yeah, Tommy <laughs> Cannon. Tommy Cannon, there goes Cannon and Ball, wasn't it? Um, uh, he's talk- talking about um, Bob there mentioning Terry about about not being able to go to games, and obviously, you know, we're uh, going through a difficult stage once again as uh, as a country, as, as as the whole world is basically with with, with the coronavirus and, and lockdown too that, that's going to come this week. So it, it does look like it's going to be. Another long slog, which is it's going to make it really difficult for for a lot of people. So, um, just have to hope that being able to to watch the boys on 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 the stream at least will will, will give some people a, a bit of a connection with the club because it is such a shame that they're, they're not there to see this this fine team at the moment. Yeah, it's horrible, and and you know we're lucky to be in a privileged position where where we can go to the games and 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 watch it live and. And uh, we know it's not, uh, you know, it's not a substitute being uh, watching a stream and listening to uh, myself and Greg commentate on that stream. But uh, hopefully, we give, you know, we're giving people a, ch- a chance at least to, to to feel like they're there and be part of it. And um, yeah, it's 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 not the same. I mean, it, it, you know, everybody said it, and of course, it's true. Uh, it, it was a, it's a great old stadium, Fratton Park. It's it's got plenty of character in it. You know, we've been there numerous times before when the crowd's been rocking, uh, as as is the Valley, and uh, to have no fans in there, it just it feels a little bit hollow sometimes. That you know, when you win, you win, and, and you still enjoy it, and you still you know shout and scream uh, as we do. But um, you know, then when you, if you remember, we were sitting after the game uh, outside at the back of uh, of one of the stands. I think um, the main stand, or the main stand where the fans are behind the goal. Uh, the home fans and uh, we're sitting there as the lights went out and it just you know as the lights were going out and there was nobody there it, that sort of sunk it, it sort of brought it home to me how much different it is when there's nobody watching yeah it's such a shame and it? it certainly isn't isn't the same at the moment right uh, good evening to jonathan west from the upbeats who sent us a message uh uh, says hello. Hope you're enjoying the show, Jonathan. I hope you're well. Right, let's have a look at some of the tweets. Mina says it was lovely, chubbly uh, yesterday. Luke Harding says not our creative best, uh, but think Madison will be that link. But solid professional, clinical, and the effort this team puts in is ridiculous. Gunter, Maltzen, and Shinny were class again, plus the depth to bring in Chucks and Smith off the bench. We do need to sort 
these injuries somehow though I mean it's a question that comes up time and time again Tom like I don't have the answer I know I know a lot of people would just say oh it must be the medical team or it must be this or it must be that but if there was an easy answer to fix this Tom we would have done it by now yeah definitely and I don't know if anybody else has read the trusts interview with Thomas but he says it's something he's looking into and I think he's shipped some of his equipment I don't know what it is that he makes but he shipped something over anyway to the training ground and it's something he's going to want to take a look at because it is something that's happened, you know, certainly for the last few years. You know, we, we do seem to get more injuries than average. Uh, and as you both said earlier, with the sort of uh, shorter season and games coming much, much faster, there is going to be more scope for people to get slight muscle injuries, like the sort of injury that we saw Famwo get yesterday pulling up with his hamstring. So, yeah, it's a difficult one. Look, injuries are part of the game. They're going to happen and you accept that. But to get the amount that we have over, you know, consistently year on year, it, it can't just be coincidence or bad luck. Uh, you, one or two seasons maybe, but this is four or five seasons in a row now. And a lot of it was underinvestment in the squad and a small squad. And, and I think maybe there's an element of that here because these players have come in last minute. There hasn't been a, a pre-season um, the likes of people like Matthews, even someone like Ben Amos, who I know plays in goal and is slightly different, but hasn't played a lot of football. So it is going to take a little while. That's probably the same with Marcus Madison as well, because he was kind of frozen out towards the end of his time at Hull. So there are players that haven't played a lot of football. They haven't had a good pre-season to get minutes in their legs. So I think injuries, you're going to see it. You see it from the top down all the way up to the Premier League. You're seeing people who are getting injuries a lot more this year. But if if Thomas and, and his staff can work out if there's something at the training ground, I don't know what it could be, but if there is something there um, that is affecting them, uh, that, that that can get sorted. But a large part of it, we are just going to have to accept at the moment. And then hopefully if we can get through this pandemic and get back to some sort of normality from next season, games start to spread out a little bit more, well, then maybe you can start to look at it from there. But I think for this season, with, with everything as it is, we're kind of going to have to accept that that's just going to happen. And that's why we've got, it's good that we've got two decent quality players in the majority of positions because the whole squad is going to be needed this year, that's for sure. Yeah, certainly uh, will be. Right, let's get back to the tweets then. Tom Bramley uh, tweeted us in, uh, says, for that, uh, for me, that was our best performance so far, other than some poor passing early on. Portsmouth couldn't get anywhere near us. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just imagine how good we'd be with Gilby, Madison and Doughty in that team. Jake Forster Kasky deserves praise for that per- pass for the first goal. Hopefully he's getting back to his best. Right, Spencer. A great performance. The defence is rock solid. Two great goals. All this without Innes, Pierce, Gilby, Doughty and Madison as we look genuine uh, promotion or at least uh, or indeed title uh, contenders. Des says it seems uh, quiet on the uh, Charlton front now in terms of the luxury flat and the Range Rovers. Uh, has that issue been quietly resolved? I don't actually know. Like, we might have to try and find out what happened with those Range Rovers. But I know there was word that Farnell still had one or something. But uh, I don't know. Thomas, so quite, again, quite... in that trust interview, in that trust interview, Thomas said they're being repossessed at the moment, I believe. Oh, that's good. I, was, I kept meaning to read that. Oh, that's interesting then. It's, I offered to get one. Did you, Terry? Or, I mean, you're yeah, more well, than welcome you know, to it's go. The, it, it's the least I could do. Yeah, I think you look good in that. I mean, the, the what I don't know, I don't know what happened with the lease of the flat, the, with the lease of the flat. But I'd say about um, well, a little while ago, there was some talk of how funny it would be if we did a live Charlton live show from the luxury flat, and 
did speak to someone at the club about it who it was them who raised the idea but we sort of decided it probably wasn't a great idea uh especially now obviously but um it could have been quite funny uh but i've no idea if we still own the flat anyway or if we still lease the flat but uh oliver says i thought we played really well yesterday uh, as usual our first 15 20 minutes of the game were quite poor but after that we ramped it up and we had them on quite a few occasions couldn't be happier with how we played especially uh, with two of the key players out through suspension. Platy says, great performance despite the injuries. Uh, Gunter must be the coup signing of the year. Uh, class act and will be rock solid alongside the youngsters. We cannot underestimate how important Steve Gallen is to the club. Great signings and loanies and not a lot has been paid for. And then Bo knits them into a squad. Phil says, solid team performance for Jake Forstakowski. Had a good game. Dodgy 10 minutes early second half, but recovered in solid overall. Team selection right for players available. And we will have Innes and Watson back for Tuesday. Well, Terry Francis said it was absolutely brilliant. And then Rob Waghorn says a great battling team performance and well-worked goals. We won the second ball in places we have often not done in the past. The chemistry is good and it's all positive apart from the injuries. And that is always the uh, the way with us, unfortunately. But anyway, let's hear a man who currently isn't injured uh, and uh, actually got his first uh, goal for the Addicts yesterday. Tom, try and calm yourself as we listen to our interview with Johnny Williams. He was delighted to finally break his duck for the Addicts. Yeah, over the moon. I wondered if I'd ever score my goal for this club, um, my first one. Um, yeah, unbelievable feeling against a, a good side. Um, yeah, over the moon. Yeah, Lee, Lee told us that he predicted yesterday in training that today would be the day. Did that give you a little extra spur to go and do it? Yeah, I said I was saying I, I didn't have an option really. He <laughs> said and the whole team I was going to score today. Um, just before when we were doing team shape, he said I was going to score my first goal for the club today. So uh, yeah, thank him for the opportunities and uh, just getting in the right positions now. And I, I got to keep doing it. And um, yeah, I think goals will come because that's. Got my first goal for Wales, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and my first goal for Charlton. Um, just keep getting in the box and um, yeah, bring a different side to my game for sure. It was a lovely move, wasn't it? And Ian Martin did so well to get the ball across to you. And and Bowie's always said he loves to see his midfielders arriving late in, in the penalty area. Yeah, no, he just keeps saying, get in the box, get in the box, and I score. And today, it was a great ball across the goal. Um, couldn't really miss from there. Um, so yeah, um, great service, great move. I think both of the goals were great moves and. Uh, yeah, over the moon to get on the uh, end of one for sure. And you mentioned that one against uh, for Wales against Bulgaria a couple of weeks ago. Is that has that given you a bit more confidence now to to take on a few a few more shots and yeah, get just just getting in there, belief that I'm going to score. Like as soon as it goes wide, I'm sprinting into the box. Whereas before, maybe I'm the one dribbling and playing it wide, and I'm I'm never close enough to get that goal. And um, today, I thought you know Kaski's playing it wide is a great ball out wide, and I just thought sprint into the box and. Uh, you know, you see Sterling score so many of them goals and the gaffer just kept telling me to get on the end of him and I'm delighted because, you know, he's shown his faith to keep playing me, keep playing me and, um, yeah, like I say, bring a different different uh, strengths to my game and hopefully I can just keep doing that now. And the game itself, I mean, it's, it's a big victory to, to come down here and beat Portsmouth and keep yet another clean sheet. I mean, it's a remarkable run we're on at the back as well. Unbelievable. Um, Guns has been terrific um, coming in. He's he's got a clean sheet every week, I think. Um, uh, and we're we're where we want to be in the table. We're up there in the top, you know, top top teams in the league. And you know, like you said, we, teams will start to fear us now if we keep winning and getting clean sheets like we have been. And they'll be right up there, Portsmouth. Um, and it's a, it's a great result. But Bo always talks about how it's much of a team effort to, to keep these clean sheets as well. So you'll play your, your part in that. 
yeah, yeah, we all we all buy into it. We all want to win for each other, and we've got a great, you know, there's a lot of new lads that have just bought into the way we work hard for each other, and we've got great quality in all areas of the pitch now. And you know, I'm really looking forward to you know hopefully just staying up there and keep winning. It's, it's been an amazing, amazing month. Um, it's just a shame the fans can be there to you know see it. So. Yeah, I think I think some of them would have been on the pitch when you scored. That's the, that's the chance that's been going around. For yourself, your, your own personal game. You said it. I mean, it's been a great month. Um, you probably haven't been starting as many games as you wanted, particularly at the, at the start of the campaign. Do you feel now you're you're getting back into your stride and you're getting your confidence back? Yeah, massively. Um, I've always been. I've always played the same way. Always like to get on the ball, make things happen. Um, never been. <laughs> never been the type to kind of it's not all about me all about me but if I can score goals and can only help the team and um, if I can contribute with that also um, that'd be amazing but I'll just keep playing the same way getting on the ball trying to make things happen but if I can get on the score sheet that's you know icing on the top there There we go then that was Johnny Williams uh, speaking to myself and Terry after yesterday's game Tom did you enjoy the interview absolutely loved it yeah, <laughs> anything that man, the... anything that man says or touches turns to gold for me. You, you get the feeling that Tom was playing Je T'aime in the background as that was. Being <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, was that just me? I thought that was something you've done. Yeah, I'll try to dub it in. I might dub it in for you, maybe. Definitely do it. <laughs> right. Um, uh, let, let's look ahead then. Tuesday, uh, Fleetwood Town coming to the Valley. Terry, they're sitting in ninth. You know, I think they had quite a slow start to the season I think uh, they had a bit of a, a losing spell uh, after winning their first league game they went on a, a run of three defeats but they've picked it up now and have won their last three uh, including a 2-0 win over Oxford but everyone's beating Colbertson's Oxford at the moment but um, yes yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough one you know in, in the playoffs last season uh, always proved a, a tricky tricky team to, uh, for us to face uh, especially at the Valley I don't think we've beaten them at the Valley yet no, well, it's yeah, it's going to be tough because, as you say, they're just on the back of uh, three wins on the trot, and so uh, the confidence is going to be high. But then, you know, so is ours. So we uh, we certainly won't be scared of them. But um, they're a team that, uh, you know, as per their manager, they'll um, they'll be a physical uh, unit, and they'll be uh, they'll be uh, in amongst us and pressing us, and, and you expect a tough match. But you know, I think um, you know we've shown up to now. <laughs> We're hoping that Fanwo's injury isn't terrible, but you, you'd really be surprised if he figured on, on Tuesday because uh, even if he uh, even if he does sort of uh, recover in the next couple of days from whatever it was, then you don't think they'd risk it. So, you know, but fortunately Innes is back. So I think um, in terms of in terms of shape, you're probably guessing that Innes and um, Gunter would carry on in that uh, in that central centre half pairings. Uh, and and in that respect, hopefully um, we won't notice it too much. I think they're two different style of players. Of course, Innes is more of a uh, more of a battering ram centre half, than, and and is a bit more uh, a bit more uh, reading the game uh, type of centre half. But you know, I think uh, as we've shown up to now, we've managed to cope with the injuries, and we've got other players who can damage teams. I think um, Shinny's getting better game by game, uh, and you mentioned it before, uh, both yourself and Tom. Forster Kasky seems to have uh, got a new lease of life as well, and he's he's showing to be the player that we all know he can be. Um, we've got uh, supply if if we do pick the same sort of side that you know Matthews on one side and, and Martin on the other. 
Um, and we can bring Smith on and Washington show for the second goal is mobility. So, you know, that Chucks and EK who, who scores goals and, you know, a lot of people forget, you know, aside from his injury, look at his goal screen, reckon it's not that bad. So, you know, and I think oh, my Bogle put in a good shift. I think, you know, we're in a good place, so we, we shouldn't be worried about anybody. Yes, they're, you know, they're, they're going to cause us a problem, Fleetwood. And of course, um, I'll say that now, there's always a potential banana skin in the, in, in the background. But I think, um, you know, if we play to our abilities, even without uh, Fanwo and, and the other injured players, I think uh, we should be okay. Mm. And I mean, this long uh, goal or, or long uh, clean sheet run that we're on now over over nine hours, Tom. It, psychologically, for any team coming to face us, that there must be such a burden, you know, especially a Fleetwood side who, you know, looking at their away form, they've uh, won one and and lost three on the road this season. No, uh, only Accrington in the top half of League One have scored fewer. Uh, on the road than uh, than Fleetwood this season, just four in their in their four away games. So they're they're, they're not great travellers. Uh, I do wonder if that is just a coincidence. It doesn't really make much difference with no fans at the moment. But I say you're you're a side who hasn't scored many on the road, and you're going to a team that haven't conceded in in over a month. That 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 must bear a bit of a burden on you. I think the longer a game goes on against us, where you're not scoring, it, it certainly does. I think if you're in the dressing room before the game, you want to. Try and if you're the manager, you want to be saying to your team, "Look, be the team that that end that that run." Um, because if you do, you know it might be a case that you then, if you're Fleetwood, you're thinking everything else will start to crumble. You know the clean sheet record goes, then maybe we get a win, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But if they go ten, twenty minutes, they haven't really had a sniff. Thirty minutes go past and they're still not getting through. Then I imagine it starts to way on their mind and they think Do you know what there's no breaking this team down so yeah I, I expect teams to try and start to come out at us more quickly and, and try and get in front as quickly as they can but as I say if we manage to hold off that initial spell and, and as I say you look at yesterday's game I thought Pompey started the better they were in our half for a lot of that the opening of that game but they just didn't really create anything and then we go up the other end on a counter attack and score and it seemed to knock the wind out of their sails um, and then Pretty much exactly the same thing happened in the the second half. You know, they're pushing, they're pushing. Then we break away and get another goal. So, yeah, it, it is going to be tough for opposition. And, and and that's why I go back to saying, you know, when we were talking about Matthews, yes, they're not scoring us the goals, but those clean sheets are just as important to winning games. And if your forwards know they only need to take one chance, then, you know, it just breeds that confidence. So, yeah, we're we're a difficult side to play against. I think we've proven that. I don't think we're fantastic to watch I don't think we've got bags and bags of goals in our side but we're a nasty team to play against and we haven't had that for a long time uh, I can't really remember the last time that we we have been like that really and that's exciting for me as I say it's not the best football to watch but we're in a weird world where we can't really watch it the way we'd like at the moment anyway so to just see these results coming in week after week it is very positive and yeah Fleetwood aren't going to want to come down here and face us because they're going to have to be at their very best just to get a few shots on target. Excellent stuff. Yeah, certainly going to be a fascinating game uh, against Joey Barton's Fleetwood Cod Army on uh, Tuesday evening. Right, we've run out of time uh, on uh, this week's Charlton Live. Thanks to all of you who've listened uh, to the pod uh, this evening. We hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you to Terry and to Tom for being with me this evening. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Luke. Been fun. Good to, 
Good to speak to the pair of you. Uh, we'll be back here on Thursday then to look back uh, whatever happens against Fleetwood and then ahead to, the, I think it's the FA Cup game after that, isn't it, against uh, Plymouth at the Valley. So we'll uh, have a show again uh, on uh, on Thursday to look, look ahead to that one. Uh, but until then, thanks for listening. Thanks to all of you who got involved uh, with the tweets and the emails. I've been Louis Mendez, and we shall see you again on Thursday. Charles and Charles and